listen, being in debt, it, it's no fun. It keeps you up at night. It's like this constant cloud over your head. And higher interest rates and record debt levels seem to be really taking their toll on Canadians. The number of households filing for bankruptcy, how about this, hit an eight-year high in the first quarter of this year. There were just over 32,000 insolvencies in the first quarter of 2019. And that is a 6.1% increase from last year. And that is the highest jump in bankruptcy since the financial crisis of 2008-2009. So what exactly is driving this? What's going on here? Let's bring in personal finance expert Rabina ahmed Hawk. She joins us now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, just first of all, this uh, 6% jump year to year, as I mentioned, the highest since the financial crisis. Just uh, how worrying is this? Um, it's a big concern, and there is a very... Uh, you can point your finger right to interest rates for this reason. So there's a very specific reason why this is happening. So even though interest rates are still very low, we have to remember that uh, in, eight, in an 18-month, well, actually 15-month period uh, from, uh, from summer 2017 to fall 2018, rates went up five times. So if you were in a variable rate mortgage, you all of a sudden saw your costs go up considerably, uh, hundreds of dollars a month in some cases. And that's what we're seeing reflected here is that people who have over leveraged themselves and got into a house, you know, right at the top of their budget now are feeling that pinch because their interest rate was not what they they got in the beginning uh, at a variable rate, which was low and easy for them to manage. And those interest rates, uh, why are they going up and do you expect them to continue? I mean, you just mentioned uh, five uh, jumps in the interest rate. Uh, Do we expect more? Is more ahead? Well, the reason they went up in 2017 is because we had emergency rate cuts in 2015 to get the economy going. It's hard to remember uh, it's hard to sort of uh, remember that because we all really focused on the 2008-2009 crisis, but there were many crises after that. And 2015 was one of those times where the Bank of Canada felt that we needed to get money, uh, credit back in the market. We needed to make it easier for people to borrow. And so they did a couple of emergency cuts. And so that sort of created this, um, you know, one and a half, 18 month period where all of a sudden rates were low again. People could get these almost rock bottom variable rates. Uh, But then as soon as the economy started doing better, they were quick to raise those rates, so erase those uh, those cuts that they did in 2015, and then go beyond that. But now what's happened with Donald Trump in the United States, there's so much uncertainty about our relationship that the indication is is that rates will hold. But that's just what they're saying today. Anything could change tomorrow. So always be careful when you're borrowing that you can still afford that mortgage if it was two, three percentage points higher because it can easily get there. Yeah, and is that hard for consumers to do because, uh, you know, you see that house or you see something else, maybe it's a car or something that you want to buy and it's uh, okay. Uh, and we hear this all the time that money's never been cheaper, but it's so hard, I think, for folks, Rabina, to factor in that interest rates aren't always going to remain the same, that you just kind of look at uh, today and what you want Uh, your immediate gratification, as it were, instead of uh, looking, uh, you know, two, three years down the road and what possibly could happen. Of course. I mean, we're human beings. We want great stuff. And if we know that we can get it, it all of a sudden becomes an option. So if you go to the bank and they say, we're going to give you a home equity line of credit because you can afford, you know, you can you have this much equity in your home and you can have one hundred thousand dollars that you can tap at any time. All of a sudden you start getting ideas of a better car, a renovation, a luxury holiday, all these things that you might not have thought about if 
that money wasn't available. But the problem is, is that this debt is tied to the floating rate. It's tied to the variable rate. So as soon as the Bank of Canada says rates are going up, that debt that you took to buy that luxury car or make that renovation gets more expensive. And you're in a position now where you're paying a lot more than you, you first had anticipated for something maybe you didn't even need. You just got the idea because the money was available. And the other problem, Jeff, is that there is an entire generation of people, the millennials, who have never really experienced high interest rates. I mean, interest rates have been low now going on 20 years. So they not only saw their parents borrowing as much as they can, they are now able to do that. They don't even know what it means to operate in a high interest rate environment. And so it's almost a skill that will have to be taught at one point when interest rates go up. You know, that's a great point because I can remember my parents in the 80s, uh, mortgage rates and uh, their mortgage was like, it's something astronomical. I think 18%, something crazy like that. So you're right, growing up in a different uh, environment. And speaking of that, uh, millennials are also growing up, of course, in the social media age. And research is suggesting, Rabina, that uh, Canadians are under immense social pressure to, to spend more money. And that's part of what is driving debt in this big jump in bankruptcies. I mean, I lately have been talking a lot about behavioral finance. So why we make certain decisions that we do about our money, why we continue to do the wrong thing with our money. And social media does not help us make the right decisions about our money. You see pictures of people's vacations. You see somebody got a new car. You see someone's moved into a bigger home. And all of that fuels our desire to do the same. We know, Like I said, we're human beings. We want the things that other people have. But we always have to check our own numbers, our own budget, our own bottom line. The numbers are the numbers. You don't know where they, that person is getting the money to buy whatever. You don't know how much debt they're in in order to afford that lifestyle. You also don't know what they're not showing you on social media. Right. So always bear that in mind. I mean, I know this is stuff that everybody already knows, but always make sure you do your numbers based on your own reality. Uh, we're right now shopping for a home, and the pressure to buy a home that we can't afford is pretty high, not just from people around us who might have been able to purchase a home that's more expensive, but even from the banks, they're able to, you know, they're easily saying to us, we can give you more money than what you're asking for. So even when you get into that situation, you know, you might have thought that's not affordable to me, but then the bank tells you, no, you can take that money out. But remember, it's debt that you have to pay back and you're paying interest on. So there's all these forces against you when you're trying to make big money decisions. You know, that is a really interesting perspective and something that I don't think is talked a lot about, Rabina, is that the bank, yes, they're there assisting you and helping you, particularly with a home and a mortgage. But uh, you have to remember that they're a business, right? And they're making money off this mortgage and they're making money off of you. And just because they say you can afford more or they're offering you more doesn't necessarily mean that you should take more. 100%. And you should always do your own affordability um, based on what you know, because there might be expenses in your life that the bank is not even considering. You know, maybe you go and visit a relative in Vancouver every summer because that's just what you do. And that's a few thousand dollars that they're not considering comes out of your budget. They're just looking at, can you afford to pay the home based on the salary that you have as if you have no other things happening in your life? So make sure that you're doing your own numbers and stick to those numbers. Don't allow anyone else to tell you that you need more money than you do. Because most of us, when we've decided what kind of house we want to buy and the budget that we have, look within that limit and can find something that we love. But of course, if you spend more money, you're going to get something that's maybe got an extra bedroom or a bigger garden. Um, of course, the more you spend, the more you are going to get. But um, if you are going to be in debt for 40 years because of that, is that really worth it? And if you're going to be eating macaroni and cheese for five years, is that really worth it? 
think about those realities if you get yourself into too much debt. And just finally, can we expand on that a little bit as we talk about Canadian bankruptcies jumping at its fastest pace since the financial crisis of 2008? And we're talking about social media and everybody living these fabulous lives and having these great vacations. But give us the other side, if you could, Rubina, and your experience as a personal finance expert and just how tough it is when you are in debt, when you're over your head and the sort of effect that has on somebody in their life. Well, money, as we know, is a big stressor. There are countless studies that are done about how money affects your ability to make decisions because all you can think about is, I've got so much debt, how am I going to get this debt paid off? And it also filters into other things in your life, like your relationships, especially your romantic relationships. All of a sudden, you're fighting with your partner, and that's not, that's not good for your overall well-being. So just remember that when you have financial stress, it's not just about, oh my goodness, how am I going to pay my credit card bill off? It can filter into all different parts. And then you can't your future. So if you are thinking about buying a home in five years, you can't even start thinking about putting that down payment down because you've got so much money that you owe to uh, you know, a line of credit or a credit card. So it's really hard to build you know, that 5, 10, 15-year plan that I often talk about because you just financially are unable to do it. So the best thing is always live below your means, always pay yourself. And when you are taking on a big loan like a, a mortgage or a house purchase, always make sure that... Uh, you can afford to pay it for the long term. Always hard to do is uh, show some discipline, particularly when it seems uh, when it comes to our uh, finances. But these are certainly uh, eye-popping uh, numbers and concerning numbers that bankruptcies are up 6% uh, year to year. Personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk with us this afternoon. Rabina, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you.